Man, thanks again for tuning in to the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast. I am your host, Jerome. And we are back. I think, you know what? Uh, what is it? 170, something like that? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I done lost count, actually. You know, uh, I had started a I had started a new short series, you know, where I was going to be focusing on black towns. Um, it's just a whole lot going on. But I'm going to get right into the bullshit, though. You know what? Don't worry about it. <laughs> so in Brooklyn, Bishop Lamar Whitehead was live streaming his service and these gunmen walked in. It seems though these gunmen were black, obviously, because the bishop and his wife had over $1 million of jewelry. I'm going to take my time when I speak about this. And I also want to refer back to a foundation art in a community. A church is part of a foundation. This is one of the main reasons why, you know, 40 years ago, 30 years ago, the black church was used for so many different things. You know, it could be transformed into a daycare. It could be transformed into. Um, a banquet house, it could be transformed into a political arena, it could be transformed into a social club. Um, Mentoring, I, I mean, music school, uh, public speaking area, whatever it is, we have used the church in so many different ways to benefit our people. And the reason why is because we didn't have any other options to express ourselves as a people. So. And then there became a change in leadership, a change in wave to where the women actually said that, you know, what? no longer are we, do we want to sit in church and be silent. Hell, we want to start preaching too. Oh yeah, we want to start delivering the word. That's going to be another scenario when we start talking about uh, Kim Burrell. But. So now I want to remind you all this place is in Brooklyn, right? The church is pretty much a it's in a strip mall. It's in a strip mall, y'all. But mind you, the pastor wears Chanel, Gucci. He has a Mercedes. Or maybe a Phantom or something. You know, he has a he has some pretty nice cars. 
I'm willing to bet you that outside of him and his wife, no one there makes $100,000 a year. I could be wrong. So you mean to tell me as a as a as a man of God, I don't know this brother personally, but I know if I was trying to lead my flock, we damn show sure, I damn show sure when we been wearing a million dollars of jewelry and we in a damn strip mall. What's the point of that? See, this is the reason why people can't take us seriously. But he damn sure knew to get down when them people came as anybody else. And for the people who did this. See, this is when I asked the question. If that would have been a white person who done that. You would have seen this shit everywhere. Everywhere, 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 you know, talks about racism and white supremacy and all this shit. And then, you know, with this damn three Negroes that walked up into a black church and it stuck the pastor up. Allegedly, because we don't know what's going on. Allegedly. The three men who did it. According to the news, sped off in a white Mercedes. You see what I'm saying? Have some respect about yourself. Where is our dignity? Where is it? Most of all, him being a minister and a pastor should understand one thing. Vanity. And I don't mean to preach to you all tonight. But in the Bible. There's so many verses about vanity. For it is all vanity. Meaning a false representation of a feeling. Something that's visual. Something that you can aspire to be. Basically, vanity is either right before or right after temptation. It's arousal. Oh, my 
God, did you see that woman? Whoo-wee, that Cadillac looked good. Man, I can't wait to get my hand on those millions. Oh, yeah. We gonna have a threesome for show tonight, baby. I just can't get enough of you. You see what I'm saying? It seems as though that this pastor is really, really obsessive. Over nice things. He's so excessive over nice things that he's excessive over everything else outside of the church being nice. Ain't none of that shit up in there nice. <laughs> Y'all notice that? Y'all seen the background? It is horrible in there. My church in the country looked better than that. And then this guy is also allegedly on the news defending himself um, or, or defending himself, saying that he's able to obtain nice things. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to me when I tell you this. I don't like it. Because this person is in the core. Of our foundation. And I'm going to tell you something, Mr. Lamont, Mr. Whitehead. You damn sure better be right. Because when you put yourself in a position such as that and claim that you're a leader and you're in New York and you're preaching the word of God and, you know, you've had a past, you're doing all of this, you're doing all of that. You better be the real deal. And I'm not talking about your preaching. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not talking about his preaching. I am hoping and praying for this brother that he actually sees what I see. What is he trying to do? What is he trying to prove? What is he trying to accomplish by him and his wife? Wearing a million dollars worth of jewelry in church. Now, y'all, again, I'm not trying to preach to y'all. But let me let's let me just let y'all know something. We all know that the wealthy man. Chance of going to heaven. And the Bible, it says it's slim. Because guess what? He can't shave away that wealth. He don't want to get rid of it. Not nothing. It makes him angry to the point to where he can see his own brother starving. And his brother is at his table begging. 
for food. And he will look at his brother in the eye and say, hey, look, the scraps that I have is for my dog. They're not for you. My dogs eat and then you eat. Until that man, that rich man died and he didn't know. Or he wasn't thinking that the day would come. That he would have to be what judged by God. Can I get a witness somebody? And when that man went to hell. Somehow he was able to see on the other side and seen his brother. And said, man, it is so hot down here. If you could just drench your finger. Into that water. Just the third mark quince just a little bit. I'm saying this to say that. That man don't got no goddamn business. Wearing all this fancy jewelry in front of these people. What are you doing that for? Are you actually inviting yourself to get robbed? Another thing that God says, law, and y'all please know that I'm not trying to. I didn't even know I was going to say this. A fool in their money definitely departs. Quickly departs. Because if you got money like that to be buying jewelry and you fool enough to be running around. And broadcast it all over the United States. You know somebody coming to get you. It's almost like an idle object that the people are looking up to. How in the hell are they going to try to focus on the Bible when you and your wife got diamonds and shit bringing every damn well? How are you going to be trying to mentor and start a, a youth group in the church when you're walking around bling blinging all the time? They're not going to be taking your words seriously. They can't. And you want to know why? Because they are distracted. They are distracted. I'm going to say this one more time. And this is also something that's coming from the Bible. God said that he was going to do what? Separate the wheat from the taft. Hello, somebody. Wheat and taft looks just the same. But oh no. Wheat is a thousand times more valuable. They throw the taft away. What he has going on is looking hella taffish right now. 
He's out here with all the other churches. But what type of damn values are you preaching on trying to steal into the people to lead them and progress them in a better way of life? How in the hell are you going to talk to a robber? How are you going to talk to a drug dealer? How are you going to talk to somebody that was that was uh, that was abusing alcohol and drugs? How are you going to look these people in the face? The woman that has a critical ailment, the person that has cancer. How are you going to look at them and be like, you know what, baby, we're going to come. We're going to go to God today. How are you going to talk about real life solutions? Regarding the Bible. How are we going to talk about faith? How are we going to do it? Mr. Whitehead, let me know something or anybody out there that's closer to a church. Let me know something. I am so sick of these damn church people out here that is making me sick to my stomach. Y'all just as confused as the damn world is. Because there is this tightrope. There is a tightrope lifestyle given to every single Christian. And if you can't maintain that lifestyle, oh, you know what? Now you're not saved. Now you're not a person of God. Now you're not this. Now you're not anointed. Now you're not this. And y'all got this damn man up here with a million dollars worth of jewelry. And had nobody thought to come to him and say, hey, brother, you know what? Let me tell you something, man. And open up the book with him and go to what? Scripture. And say, this is the reason why we don't represent ourselves like this, my brother. We're not trying to have the kids come to us and say, you know what? If you commit yourself to God, you're going to get $4 million worth of jewelry. This is about discipline. This is about your soul. This is about you having the proper training and wisdom and knowledge. What are you doing out here? See, and this is the reason why it's so important for men to be involved in church. Because they would have got his ass right from up there. Hey, man, listen here. Do you really are you really ready for this? Are you really? Is this really for you? You're a very smart individual. You're a very smart man. Very articulate. But this is not over here. Not up in here. This is not how we're going to present the word of God. Oh, yeah. Presentation matters in church and so does representation. Everyone knows that the devil was an angel. And he got jealous of God because of what? Presentation and representation.
Oh, yeah. We're going there tonight. Everything that you see and how it's being done and then how it's being presented and represented, it ain't right. This is when you as a person within the congregation has to make sure when you see when you and your family is up in there and you see, hey, look, hey, man, check this out. Hey, baby, look, um, get up and get the kids. Come on. Hey, come on. Come on. Let's go. y'all. We're not going to be a part of this. Oh, y'all thought that I was just going that I was only going to uh, uh, talk talk about Bishop tonight. No, he got a congregation too. This is where the spiritually dead scenario comes in at. How in the hell your spirit can't detect something is wrong there? You want to know why? Because you're so into that Oregon. And the choir saying, oh. So good. The ushers are dressed down to the T. Those plates are coming through so shiny. The microphone, you could hear it. It comes through so clear. That you're blind from the word. You don't know it. You don't know it. This is the only time that you take out for yourself to come get what? What you call fed. But you're not talking to God. You're not praying. You're not reading the Bible. You're not contemplating on different things going on in the world. So how would you know anything else? Ta-da! But guess what, though? Not so fast. Because God says ignorance will not be an excuse. Ha ha ha. This is why it's important. To study. To show thyself approval. Ha ha ha. See, when we start talking about this, this is when people slowly start to walk away. Right? Oh, yeah. We going there tonight. It's toxic. It's toxic behavior. See, because it's easy to cherry pick. You know, the pastor, the single pastor who slept with two or three members in the church. One of the ladies he might got a baby by. See, it's easy. And then be like, oh, y'all, what's going on in that church? What's going on in that church? See, it's easy to cherry pick that. Or just like dude that got the $4 million worth of jewelry. Oh, yeah, it's easy to cherry pick that. Cherry pick that. Yeah. Or like the man that comes up with a pink suit. Yeah. He might got a, a little diamond on the side of his teeth. Oh, I love the Lord. Yeah, it's easy to cherry pick that. But you know what, baby? 
It's not that easy, right, to remove that resentment that you got against your sister. That y'all been having a feud since childhood. And for whatever reason, you can't let it go. And the older that you get, the stronger that the resentment gets. Because right now, the only thing you got to show for your life is that you're the head of the actual Ursha board. And your sister got a master's degree, married and got three kids. Aha. And you despise her, but you saying that you love God. Yeah. See, we can't cherry pick that. My brother. That you study, study low key. Right. Telling the men about this and about this and about this. And you know what? You study sliding over there to 7th Avenue. Yeah. In a different car with the tenant windows. On Wednesdays and Thursdays. Yeah. You know, when your wife got the girls at practice and then they go out to eat mm-hmm, with her sister and them, that's when you try to creep off and be back in the house before nine, though. Yeah. See, it ain't easy to cherry pick that. Because people camouflage their sins all the time. See, the blessing in this just goes to show that, hey, look, if they want to never open up that door, everybody's saying, well, what is, what is he doing with all that jury? And nobody made a comparison to what, how much that jury could be doing for the congregation. Now, and look at me, I'm doing all this talking, y'all. I haven't been to church for real in two years. Yeah, two years. And I'm not acting like, like, like I'm holier than thou. I do know a little bit something about the Bible. But I wanted to focus on Kim Burrell. Kim Burrell has some strong... Strong words. Calling some of the, well, allegedly she was referring to some of the members or, or just speaking out loud in regards to saying that people was musty in church. I'm going to share something with you, okay? I witnessed this back in the day. Where a lady was just, you know, she just, uh, you know, she was really hinting at a group of people. Right. And it really made me mad. Because I'm sitting up here. And I'm looking at this woman. And I'm just like, who the hell are you? To try to publicly embarrass somebody. 
based off of somebody's hygiene. You don't know what these people are going through. You don't know what their their condition is. And if you really, 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 really care so much about that person's hygiene or about those group of people hygiene, what you could have done at the end of service is say, hey, you know what? Hey, look, y'all, check this out. I don't got a lot. I don't know what y'all got going on. But hey, y'all could do what? Come to my house. And bathe. Because that's how much I love you all. And I really don't want nobody to be talking about y'all. Right? You guys are members of the church and y'all could have been anywhere but here. But y'all came to help praise the Lord and lift the Lord up. Would you be so kind to accept my invitation? Do y'all hear what I am saying? See, there is and see, this is what I'm talking about, right? Let's go back to what I said earlier. Representation and presentation. See, people don't want to talk about that. How things are presented and, and what is being represented behind what are you presenting? That woman knew damn well she wasn't trying to do that, wasn't trying to do nobody a favor. She was trying to embarrass them. And that's the same thing Kim Burrell was trying to do. She was trying to embarrass these young ladies. And she's sitting up there leaning on the dang old thing. And can't even stand up properly. But you call yourself a leader. Of whom? You don't know who you running off. She talking about she up there trying to tell them how to get a man and this and this and this. Hey, check this out. Right. That's not it. the first thing you need to be trying to do is to say, hey, look. Christian women carry themselves like this. And we look for men like that. Do you see an example over here? Sister Mary. Do you see how modestly she's dressed? Her curves. Are not truly representative so you can see everything on her body. You can't see her panty thong line. She was mentioning thongs, calling them dusty and everything. Dusty and musty. This is what Kim Burrell is doing, y'all. What is up with that? This is in the house of God. And I understand that sometimes that you need to take a different approach. But there's a different way that you need to represent yourself. 
as well as the audience that you're talking to. Because, see, this is what's going on right now. And, and one of our foundations of our community. These people are out of control. It's just to the point that where it's being concealed. Yeah, in church. There's abortions that are being had to save marriages, ladies and gentlemen. There are people that have been asked to leave to cover up abuse. There is money that is being stolen to maintain a lifestyle. There's people that have maintained a status. In the church and use it as a power symbol. Vanity, y'all. What are you talking about? Hell yeah, I'm the head of accounting. You know I was going to get that. If I'm not head alto, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm leaving. I'm leaving St. Mark. If I'm not head alto, I don't care. They won't give it to nobody else. I know it. I got it. I got it. Whole time. You sound like, you know what I'm saying? You sound like burnt toast and, and, um, and, 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 and fried toenails. Yeah. When you sing the Eagles crow and then the Hawks come through and they, and they hear and they go away. But in your mind, this is what's important to you. We need to pull these. These are the layers that we need to pull back. And I got news for you, ladies and gentlemen. Right? If you are out here living an authentic life, relax yourself sometime. Allow yourself to be a human being. The things that we're talking about, the things that we're thinking is taboo. Definitely ain't taboo in the Bible. Sex, romance. Murder, drugs, betrayal. She go in the Bible. It talks about it thoroughly. People dismentering and, and disrespecting their bodies. With all types of tattoos. It's talked about in the Bible. The type of music we're supposed to listen to. And the type of energy that the music carries. Guess what? It's talked about in the Bible. The only thing I never thought about in the Bible was the definition of fornication. These are the type of conversations that we need to have. But guess what? See, you know, what? when we start having these conversations, things are not what? Convenient. So instead of that, we got our, one of our elders talking about talking to little girls, talking about how dirty they thong is and calling them musty. Come on, man. 
Step it up. Like, seriously, step it up. Are you really, really out here telling young women and men? Hey, you know, you got to wait to marriage. You know, you got to wait, right? Let me ask you this. Did you wait? God damn it. Well, you know, you got to wait. If he do this, if he do. Did you wait? Was the first time that you busted wide open was the first day of your damn uh, uh, of your marriage? Hell no. And this is what we need to start being real. We scared to talk about drugs. We scared to talk about money. But guess what? Somebody in the, in the church is on drugs and somebody in, in, in the church is money hungry. What? Why not? Because people out here thinking this shit is for play. I dare you disrespect those little girls like that. At least they're there. They could be anywhere else. At least they are there. Stop it. You're not a damn comedian. Those girls look up to you. Because you damn near two corn dogs and a chicken leg away from goddamn being on a neutral diet your damn self. At this point in time, I'm just going to go ahead and end the podcast. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't know too much about Sister Kim Burrell, right? I didn't like what she said. But hey, it's a very slippery slope when you're coming at religious leaders. You know what? I come at everybody else. So guess what? If you think you hard enough, come check me then. And I mean that in the most sincere way possible. Let's have an open dialogue. It's not about yelling and cursing and doing all this type of stuff that I'm doing now. Let's have a real open dialogue. Because, see, here's what's going on, right? What we have went wrong is, is that the basis of Sunday school And Bible study has actually, it has actually left. So we have people around here that's in church. They have a lot of things to say, but they don't have an avenue to say it because they're not in what? Bible study and Sunday school. These are the places that you learn or if they're learning at home, they don't have another place to. To spread the knowledge. 
And part of the probably one of the reasons for that is, is because they're going to expose that their religious leader isn't in the word as they should. Aha. But anyway, thank you guys again for listening to listening to the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast. One volume, uh, I would just say 171. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's all good, man. It's all good. Um, man, y'all follow me on Twitter, Virtual Hustle 77. Y'all follow me. I mean, um, no, it's Rome Empire 77 on Twitter. Uh, Virtual Hustle 77 on Instagram. Thornton Media on Facebook. Jerome Thornton on Facebook. Man, y'all let me know what y'all think about this content. Holla.